<sighs> Let me get in the right mindset here. All right. Okay. To my dearest Bubba and Blaney, it is with great sorrow and regret that I pen this letter for you. But first, allow me to thank Menards and Money Lion for being great sponsors, and all the boys back at the shop. They really gave you a fast car today. I know you hate it for yourself, and even more for the fellows behind the pit wall. But today, I must be the one to apologize. You see, I made a mistake I'll never make again. Last weekend, I bet on both of you. It was an honest bet. Even add one for Blaney to beat his stupid, dumb teammate, Joey Logano. An honorable choice, I still believe. But I made the mistake of making this bet outside the confines of the city of Paradise, Nevada. Then to make matters worse, I told my friends about it, both of whom join us today. Say hi to Bubba, Bubba and Blaney, you two. Hey, sorry, new guy's dumb. Baby G, anything you'd like to say to Bubba and Blaney? Uh, we just gotta, man, we gotta pick up our fan rooting. We're not cheering hard enough for these guys with the cars that they're giving. We, we just gotta give 110% this upcoming week. Thank you. That was, that was very sweet. I could tell that was very heartfelt from both of you. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. Um, while I deserved the punishment of an embarrassing defeat, neither of you do. And certainly, the great sponsors, Menards and Moneyline, and the boys back at the shop did it. They really great, gave you a fast car today. I solemnly swear to never again make a mistake such as this. It is my greatest regret, and I pray that you may one day find it in your hearts to forgive me. Thank you both for your time, and let's start the show. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Big One Podcast. This is your boy, B-Boy. Hi, I'm New Guy. Baby G is in the house. Woo! Hell yeah. The trio <laughs> has returned to recap a trio of races, playoff races at that, for the Cup Series. Whoa, very good. But we're the Big One Podcast. If you've never listened to us before, hopefully you really enjoyed the cold open. It was really great. Uh, we're, you can follow us at, twa- uh, at, at Twatter. Um, at mm-hmm. podcast big one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at uh, mm-hmm. Gamail, um, we have a uh, podcast mm-hmm. big one at gamail.com and Gianni, uh, is that something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this week, our sponsor is oh, great. Anyone remember to get one? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I, no. I wasn't able to secure a sponsor for us this week. <sighs> Oh, oh I thought God. I thought your it niece was dark to worse. I thought your niece was gonna sponsor us, new guy. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, so yeah, we tried to record one uh, last week. My niece sponsored that one, but dude, she's only five months old. You know, she's not flush with cash. She can only sponsor one half of a episode. Is that why my my headphones so. crapped out? It's because we ran out of money. Yeah, I'm really sorry. <laughs> no funding. funding ran out pretty quick. <laughs> Listen, I love her though. You know, she's trying her best. She's only five months old. You gotta give her. You gotta give her a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, mm. for sure. Well, for sure. classic confusion leads to no sponsors, uh, and we'll just have to do without this episode. I oh. mean, apologies to everyone if the production quality is worse. We really count on the sponsors to do something. Yeah, they. they I don't know what they do, but they definitely do something. Yeah, no so. doubt. 
Speaking of uh, doing something, let's talk truck and Xfinity, man. Let's talk truck and Xfinity. Please. I'm dying to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Since we left off, uh, Trucks has had, I think, what, two races. I think they had their cutoff race um, for the round of 10 um, to get down to eight. Carson Hosevar did that Hail Mary thing where he tried to stay out and win the race, and he almost did it. He came one lap shy. John Hunter Nemechek passing him oh, for the win. Was so close. And then Perfect. they raced uh, at Bristol, which was round one of the, or, or uh, yeah, round one of the round of eight, I guess. Um, and uh, Ty Majeski gets his first ever NASCAR win, um, mm. really in in the time when he needed it most, puts himself into the round of four. So now he's yeah, locked in the championship boy getting his first race. W. Yes, my yes. language. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ty, I, I really didn't really know much about him until he, uh, during the COVID times and they were doing guy racing, he, he was just winning them all. It was like him and William Byron every week. Um, and he was the one that had that like monitor from the 1990s and just like an old oh. racing wheel and at a, like oh, a, yeah. a normal desk and was just destroying these guys with like $10,000 wow. setups. Um, yeah. So, uh, good for Ty and Ty is now going to race for the championship. It's really tightened the points in trucks. There's, uh, I think John Hunter Nemechek is actually below the cut line right now. Um, so that's, uh, you know, that shows how hard it is to kind of get into the championship uh, when, I, when a guy that's outside wins. So um, speaking of, uh, of winning, Noah Gragson in Xfinity has basically won everything since we last talked. He, he has either kind of lucked hey. into a win. He's had a rain-shortened win. And then last week he won at Bristol. Um, and immediately getting out with his white fire suit on, he threw up all over himself. He had a bunch of throw up on his suit, uh, as he Gross, does. Man. Yeah, dude, he I, that like he's there's no way he's gonna be able to race in cup like consistently if he can't have the stamina to finish like Xfinity races. Yeah, the races are just out. too long. Yeah, he needs to I don't know see some kind of uh, trainer or something. But he also has said that he like holds his breath when he's like doing battles, and I've heard that from other drivers too. Is like sometimes you just get so focused like you you don't remember to breathe and so like he just has to somehow work around it um to to be able to finish these races consistently but xfinity is just about to start their playoffs this weekend with the round of 12 at texas so um nothing really new there they should intubate noah gregson before the races and force him to breathe uh, for our folks at home, and definitely not for me, because I absolutely know what intubate means. Uh, tell me what intubate means. <laughs> <laughs> it's that freaking thing they do in the hospital where they put tubes down your throat to make you breathe. Oh, okay. Yeah, he could become one with it's, the car. Yeah. Honestly. Just, yeah, just more hook up more f- machine than man. Do yeah. it, Noah. Hook, hook up the fuel into his Stop bloodstream. Stop baby. Yeah. yeah. Is that, is that going to pass inspection, or is that outside of the uh, rules and regs here? Mm-hmm. Right, once you're in, if you're point. inside the car, you're not breaking uh, any rules. You know, you're not hurting the downforce or anything. So. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Look it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do find it interesting because you know, in F1, don't they? They have like regulations around like what the car and the driver need to weigh together. NASCAR doesn't have yeah. anything like that. Um, I mean, the cars yeah. are a lot heavier, so like a couple pounds here and there probably doesn't matter. But like. You know, if you got Tony Stewart in the car versus, you know, uh, Mark Martin, for instance, or Danica, there's a good, like, 80, 90, maybe even 100-pound disparity there um, as as he goes down into the corner at Bristol, really, uh, yeah. you know, drives that car down into the corner a little bit better. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. 
Look into it, NASCAR. Come on, get your shit together. Yeah, this is supposed to be stock car and driver, I believe. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so, speaking of being silly, what's up with this kill- silly season? Oh, oh my god, goodness. look at this segue. That was pretty good. That was not Kyle Busch is being open. silly. Uh, he's done with the. Um, he's done with Mars after this year, right? He's done with Mars. Um, well, Mars is done with him, and so is Joe yeah. Gibbs. Uh, turns out it, it looked like for a while there that he was mulling over offers from returning to Joe Gibbs as well as many other teams. It turns out, um, as more news has come out about this, that really Joe Gibbs was like, yeah, we're going to move Ty up, and we need someone to leave, and it's going to be you or MTJ, and we're going to keep MTJ. Um, and so I think, like, Kyle dicked around or, or, or fucked around and found out kind of thing with Joe Gibbs. Um, and they kind of were like, nope, you're going to go somewhere else. He chooses RCR. He's going to go race the eight. I don't think any new details have come out about what the fuck they're going to do with Reddick. But, like, they keep reiterating Reddick's under contract next year. He will race. They don't have a charter um, for, for that car. They've yet to explain if they're going to have a charter or what they're how, where they're going to get it or any of that kind of thing. So who the fuck knows what's going on with Reddick. Um, but yeah, for Kyle, he's definitely going to RCR, which also means that uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports is going to go to Chevy, um, as you know, it's been a Toyota Ooh. team. So they're going to go to Chevy. They don't know how many cars they're going to have, he, he or trucks. He said it could be two, three, or four. It probably depends on where the sponsorship dollars come from and then like exactly like what Chevy teams are, are they willing to kind of like... Uh, take over essentially for the, for the truck teams. Um, so I think that'll be really interesting. I don't know that Gibbs is going to try and replace KBM as like a truck Toyota team, but they may lure in like a former Chevy truck team to move to Toyota to be like the feeder system, you know, into their, do order. you know what do charters in the lower leagues work the same way they do in cup? You know, I'm not actually sure on that. I don't know that there's a charter system for Cup or Xfinity because... Or, I mean, sorry, for Truck or Xfinity because I see, uh, like, Xfinity constantly this year has had way more cars show up than can actually make the race. And same with Truck on a lot of racetracks. So, I think I think those are more open. It's not it's not as as, as hard. Um, but it's also, like, it's a lot less costly of, of a, a sport to be in than, than it is for yeah. Cup. So, it makes, makes sense, sense that they don't need to keep the money with the teams that are serious about it you know yeah so um yeah so i think you know the the there's a lot more to shake out there i think with the the shuttering of the the kbm at toyota doors um it's really interesting is that the the two drivers or really like three drivers that have run the kbm trucks this year won't be racing kbm next year because they're toyota drivers and if he moves to chevy which he is then they can't race for him so uh, the other interesting thing is that with Noah Gragson moving up from the 9 and Xfinity to Cup, uh, he's going to race the Petty GMS 4042 that Ty, Ty uh, Dillon's been racing this year. Um, that opened up the 9 car. Brandon Jones, who's been racing for Joe Gibbs in Xfinity, will move over to that. And obviously with Ty Gibbs moving up into Cup as well, that means there's no current Joe Gibbs uh, Xfinity drivers. A lot of people think like Sammy Smith who's run a number of races for them this year, and it's done really well, the 18-year-old kid, that he'll probably jump in and race one of those. Um, and then John Hunter Nemechek, who's been racing for KBM and Truck, will probably move up to Xfinity. But uh, 
just just a lot to shake out at this point like the, the yeah Kyle, big, the, big domino with kyle bush but then a whole exactly. lot of you know yeah. shuffling of the cards going on in the in the lower tiers as a result yeah exactly I, it's it's crazy how much can change i just looked i'm looking at uh john hunter Nemechek's wikipedia page now and i hadn't realized how much he's jumped between the different series because i was thinking I feel like I've seen this name for a long time around, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. kind of surprising to me that he isn't, like, in Cup. But he did race a full Cup season in 2020. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he actually, like, competed for the Rookie of the Year. I remember halfway through that year, I mean, we could maybe insert a podcast piece here because I remember being uh, us doing the podcast and being surprised that he was, like, leading the Rookie of the Year candidacy, and it was against, like, um, Cole Custer and Tyler Reddick, maybe like I like against like some good drivers. I forget I forget all who was involved in that, but like they were. It was like the big three. Oh, Christopher Bell was one of them. Yeah, it was like the big three had moved up, and he was beating them all at one point in like a lower tier team too for Cup. So mm. yeah, he's a talented mm. driver. Yeah, fast car, yeah, fast guy. I think that's uh, I think that's really it for the silly season stuff. I mean, you know, little things here and there are coming to fruition. Kurt Busch still isn't back. You know, wonder about what's going to happen there. Wonder where any of these teams are going to get a charter. I really think like either twenty three eleven or RCR is going to get the new charter. And um, if it's RCR, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with the third team after this year. There's also the ability to lease a charter, so like they could lease a charter for just a year instead of buying one. Ah, interesting. Um, yeah. But you know it's got to be worth it, and and obviously like there's there's two sides of the equation here. Where do you buy out the contract? Does twenty three eleven buy out the contract? Do they buy the charter? Like like you know there's so many different options that some 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 accountants somewhere are having a lot of fun with this. That's what you should be doing, baby G. This is yeah. I gotta I gotta figure that out, man. This yeah. the industry I'm in right now is not moving the needle enough. I've got to switch over to motorsports. So. Maybe get some cop tickets for us or something. That. Yeah, Ooh, that'd be yeah, cool. Really that'd be really cool. Idea. Yeah, cool. This is a really good idea. Uh, speaking of some changeover, we did get our schedule updates last week. Um, I always it feel like these come so late. They always come so late in the, the year. But yeah, definitely pretty lit. I mean, I'm I'm glad that they made a couple changes and not a lot because I really. I mean, this season's been awesome, and so I'm kind of glad that we're like going to get a, another year of basically what we have. Um, but yeah, some some of the notable changes: North Wilkesboro taking over the All Star race is massive. I mean, really, really cool. Um, I actually read somewhere that like J- someone asked Jimmy Johnson about the fact that like this is the last year that he has his ten uh, year previous like champion uh, uh, spot in the All Star race available to him. And he, I, I forget actually if he ever raced at North Wilkesboro. It feels like that was before his time, but maybe not. But that like maybe he might come back just to race the All Star race, which would be, be pretty awesome. dope. Yeah, it'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, that's the weekend before the Coke Six Hundred, so I know for you too, I've put this out there. But like, we go down, stay in Charlotte for a week, and get to go to both would be pretty sweet. Um, definitely be tempting. Fun, yeah. yeah, and it's Memorial Day weekend and the weekend before, so it's pretty cool. Um, and then uh, Milwaukee Mile. This is Baby G's neck of the woods. Uh, getting I uh, am getting pumped. When I saw spot. it, I immediately texted my dad. I'm like, Milwaukee Mile trucks. Are you ready for this? And he's like, Yeah, definitely. I'll go. So I, yeah, I hope they can draw, draw a good crowd in. So it's a interesting track. I've been there once or twice. Um, you know, yeah. Wisconsin hosts their state fair right next to it. It's kind of a really mm-hmm. unique setting. So I, I hope they can put on a good show and we get a big turnout. We also got a. Uh, Word that there's an unofficial pre and post race at the Drunk Uncle uh, bar go, with 48 everyone. draft beers. Race is a Saturday and all the IPAs are a buck every Saturday. So one dollar beers. What? Let's 
let's go crush let's crush yeah. the brewskis sounds let's awesome go. sounds awesome yeah let's i go. the one thing that i wish because just seeing the schedule is that i like that they're having truck and xfinity at different tracks when when you know cups at one track i like that but I would. I wish they would be in the same region. Like I wish Milwaukee Mile was happening the same weekend as like Cup and Xfinity at uh, Chicago Street Course. You know, like like within a couple hours of each other. I think that's cool. Mm. Some um, regional type groupings, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's cool. I mean, I guess they don't want to have like any kind of competition between the two. But you know, if you offset the races, like if the Milwaukee Mile races at night and the Chicago Street races during the day, you could potentially do both. Um, and I would, I would be very interested in trying to do something like that. So, um, yeah, yeah I wish they would do that, but, uh, some other changes, Atlanta summer races are now going to be at night, which is probably good. Um, just for that track, just, uh, uh, they have the lights, um, and who hasn't ever wanted to see super speedway racing at night. I remember an EA sports like NASCAR game in 2004 that did a Talladega with lights. Um, and it was like the coolest thing. And I know Daytona has it, but like. Come on, this the, the Atlanta racetrack has been really, really cool this year. I'm, I'm excited to see that at night. So, hell yeah. Um, and then uh, Indy and Richmond uh, switched dates, uh, which means that the last three playoff races uh, before the uh, or last races before the playoffs are now Indy, which is the road course, no. Glen, okay. and That's then with Daytona. Um, gotcha. So uh, it's it's basically two road courses and a super speedway, which is really a toss-up in the air as to who could win those last three races that's clearly why nascar did this uh to add a lot more drama for the playoffs so yeah, all right i like it i like that indie road course yeah i mean double road course and then super speedway that is a nuts way to lead into the playoffs yeah 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 i for like sure. that 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 definitely gives like <clears throat> opportunity for people that you don't expect to win potentially yeah absolutely yeah and that's and that's what they want they want that drama of the cut lines here but it could just jump up you know yeah, um it's it's, it. it's definitely exciting it definitely was this year uh we were all on the edge of our seats to see if blaney would even make the driver's championship so um so close yeah uh some changes for xfinity they added a couple more road courses or or kept some on the schedule while adding some more road america didn't lose all of their dates they still have an xfinity date um nice and so they'll have an Xfinity race, and then there will actually be in Portland, which is more my neck of the woods, and potentially new guys' neck of the woods coming up soon. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. Wait, did they take anything off the schedule to add these, or did they just straight up add these? They took they took uh, uh, ovals off the off the schedule ah. to add these. Well, Portland Portland was there this year, right? Uh, Xfinity went to Portland this year, but um, gotcha. so like they basically just in in Cup they they took. Uh, Road America off for the Chicago Street Race, so they like traded one yep. out for another one. But they're up to eight road courses for uh, Xfinity now, which is cool. I think they do like 32 races, so I think it's a quarter of their season, um, which is it's quite a lot. Um, but I actually kind of like this. I think there's like this nice differentiation now between the three series, which is I think a lot more interesting. I think trucks should be going to local short tracks, like anywhere they can. Like if Atlanta is going to get raced, I think trucks should be at like fucking linear motor speedway or something you know a quarter mile or something um yeah those would sell out too they get a big big turnouts for those yeah they would get better turnout than they do when they go and race you know at atlanta kind of thing well actually atlanta again with the reconfigurations doing well but you know you know what i mean like i think truck should be the the, like local grassroots racing series that kind of follows around the other two series but goes to the local track um and then i think xfinity 
I really like the changeover to like go to road courses, go to more technically complex tracks, like really, really good driver tracks to be like the driver training series, you know? Yeah, they're putting um, these guys through the ringer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It really is just like a get all the experience you can while driving something that's not like too terribly different than a cup car. I mean, it's 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 pretty different, but like it's it's similar enough, you know. And if they end up switching Xfinity to something like SUVs or electric cars or the, all the little rumors that are out there, I think that would just like help out a little bit more. It becomes like an entirely different series than Cup, which is nice. Um, and then Cup, obviously, like all the changes they made to their schedule recently, I really like so. Although I don't know, did y'all see the stuff about Chicago recently? I have um, not. What is that uh, new stuff? Well, just basically the aldermen um, like did a city city vote and made it so that no sporting events or, or giant uh, events can be actually approved by the mayor without their approval. Now, it like a lot of people see it in NASCAR that don't live in Chicago as like, oh, Chicago doesn't want the race, which it, it I think like. There's definitely obviously people upset about it, um, but like the aldermen, if you've lived in Chicago, you know the aldermen have too much power and that all they really want is to have their uh, palms greased. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, they're they, not getting their payola. That's why uh, that's that's all it is. coming out and saying this. All you got to do is that's, grease those wheels a little bit, and you're good to exactly. go. Exactly. Oh. That's all it really is, is that they, the aldermen are always elected officials for sure, but like they're, they're probably the most corrupt part about Chicago, um, and they just want money, so... Uh, they'll yep. get they'll get their yep. piece of the pie, but not not for the Chicago race. It's already approved. So sorry, sucks to yeah. suck, boys. Uh, speaking of Chicago race, I hadn't known this until recently, but IMSA is doing a double header uh, that weekend downtown, which is pretty cool. So that is really cars, cool. And then stock cars. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Okay. I think I had I had seen it was some the F one schedule came out as well, um, and there was some race that like is at the same time as an IMSA race at the same track. Do you know what oh. I'm talking about? Wait, what? Yeah, there was uh, I I saw like right when the schedule came yeah. out, it was like Bel- the Belgian Grand Prix. I think is the same weekend as some uh, I think it was IMSA, but like some other series is also racing at the Belgian Grand Prix racetrack the same weekend. Um. So I, I, I think they didn't do their due diligence somehow <laughs> uh, or, or something's going to change. But, yeah, it's really it's really interesting. Um, but, yeah, besides that, not too many other schedule changes. Uh, you know, we'll, uh, well, we can move on to what's been going on in Cup. Yeah, let's have a little look at that. Sorry, I was looking up uh, to see if I could find what you're talking about. I saw that Formula E and WEC have a conflict for Spa. But anyway, um, so yeah, looking at Cup, how many? It's been three races that we've missed. Is that correct? Yeah, three races. The the round of one or the round of uh, sixteen, the first round. Yeah. Um. So honestly, overall, fascinating outcomes for these three races. Is this the first time? Spoiler alert, everyone. Is this the first time that all three? Like, first-round playoff races have been won by people who are not in the playoffs? This is the first time that three playoff... A whole round has been swept by yeah, non-playoff drivers. It doesn't matter which round. In fact, if yeah. you if you count it this way, as in, like, playoff drivers count as the playoff drivers that started in the playoffs, not the ones that have been eliminated, because obviously, like, sometimes the round of eight is won by someone that was in the round of 16, right? right? Um, if you count it as just the 16 that were in there... 
only one time as a non-playoff driver won a race, period, in the playoffs. And that was Bubba winning Talladega last year. So it literally happened one time last year, and it's three for three this year. That's bonkers. And we're at 19. crazy year. 19 winners. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, unfortunately, team's catching fire a little bit late, but it's good to see that. They're still, you know, not giving up. They're working hard and putting the cars out there and going fast and winning these races when, you know, yeah. building blocks for the next season. Yeah, a win, a yeah. win does wonders for a team. Like it, it's, it's ridiculous how much like a, a win is so much better than a second place. Like not just from like a media attention standpoint, but people just respect you more. Like when you can win the race, right? Like, and and sometimes it's not like in Eric, not to you know belittle Eric Jones win at Darlington or anything, but like. Everyone in front of him crapped out. Like, Martin Truex Jr. was the most dominant car, and he crapped out. And then, literally under caution, Kyle Busch is going to start first, and Eric Jones is going to start second, and Kyle Busch's car explodes. So, like, everyone kind of failed out in front of him, but he won. And at the end of the day, when we go into next season, and people are like, remember Eric Jones and, and you know, uh, Petty GMS, who's, you know, essentially a new team as a, as a merged team this year, got their first win in their first year. That's huge. That's huge. That's all yeah. you're going to remember yeah. from it. And it's massive that, that that happened. So I love to see it. I mean, Roush, this was uh, B- Busher winning at Bristol. That was his first win, um, I think, since like 2016, 2017. It's been a long, long time since Chris Busher has won. But Roush hadn't won since 2017 with Ricky Stenhouse. So, like, it's been a long time for Roush, too. And, you know, with Kreselowski joining this year, I mean, he wants to he wants to see this. He wants them to win. He doesn't, it doesn't need to be him that's winning. As long as one of him or Busher are winning races, he's happy. And you could tell how happy it was after they won. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. Especially seeing Bubba get that win. Ugh. So he's in the 45 car now uh, for owner playoffs, which is an interesting dynamic. Yep. Yeah, it was freaking awesome to see Bubba. You know, he's gotten that win before at Talladega, but very cool to see him get a win at a race that makes it all the way to the checkered flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was very, very cool. Uh, so excellent job by him. Chris Busher, that was really a race of uh, attrition up at oh, the front. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Uh, but... With about 100 laps to go, Kislowski, Larson, and Bell were fighting pretty hard. Uh, and then within like 20 or 38 laps, both Kislowski and Bell lost uh like right side tires Mm -hmm. uh, and ended up going behind and then uh the 30 oh sorry bell ended up uh, putting larson into the wall a little bit later on Mm -hmm. uh, with 38 to go getting him into the wall and basically all three of them uh out of the potential to to really win that race Mm -hmm. for sure yeah yeah Uh, i mean I could never tell you who was going to win that race, except for MTJ. It looked like the most dominant car for so long. But, like, it, it, there were a lot of comers and goers. I mean, there were so many problems. A lot of teams running, like, way too soft of right rears and losing right rears. A lot of pit mistakes, too, which uh, which obviously is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, so many different things were happening that, that at any point, I, again, I could not tell you who was going to win. So, Yeah. During there was a uh, one of the final pit stops, both Harvick and Hamlin both lost tires. Like, yeah, tires once were not turning around connected. and driving mm-hmm. back in, it's like holy shit! Like, yeah. what are we doing here, guys? Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty hilarious. Uh, what was not hilarious was by a sweet baby boy Ryan Blaney uh, having tire issues, having to go in, uh, and his to- toe link got messed up. Like his car just ended up getting messed up. 
Um, and they ended up just having to take him out of the race. And then on lap 176, Bubba started seeing issues, smoke coming out of his car. Uh, he lost power steering, and it's hard to drive these cars without power steering. And also, if there's smoke coming out of your car. Yeah. Good things. <laughs> not, not conducive. Not good for driving the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In my experience. And there I'm was, not an NASCAR driver. But. There was a lot, of, um, a lot of different power steering issues, but Toyota's all across the board seem to have way more issues than everyone else. And, like, I saw, you know, obviously, like, people hear what the drivers say and immediately, like, side with the drivers and don't want to calculate in the fact that they're kind of biased, too. Like, you know, they say stuff like crappy parts, like Kevin Harvick said that. And, and I'm not I'm not trying to defend NASCAR or these manufacturers that they have to, to generate these parts. They clearly could not stand up to Bristol, the power steering belt or, or a line or whatever it was that, that, that broke. Like, clearly could not stand up to Bristol. But Bristol's a tough fucking track. And, and guess what? There were a lot of teams out there that didn't have issues, right? And so, like, yeah. it, it, it yeah. really is. You put yourself on the line, and it's the same thing as the tires, right? We talked about the tires early on the season, early on in this podcast, where we were saying they're going to figure it out. And guess what? We went a ton of weeks in a row where there weren't tire issues. No tire really, issues it, at all. It, yeah. yeah, it took until Kansas this year um, uh, in the playoffs that we started seeing them again because what happened? Well, we're in the playoffs. People were pushing it again. Tyler Reddick had a setup that was like far, far and above the best car out there. But guess what? He set it too, uh, too low, I guess, on the right, right rear and lost the right rear and crashed. So, you know, that's what happens. You, you got to toe that line as best as you can. And these, these top teams are really pushing the element. So when they say crappy parts, I say you should you should stress test your parts a little bit better and know what they can do. Because um, clearly, clearly other teams are being able to get by. So Yeah. I'm trying to look up information about the steering system. And uh, unfortunately, it's too complex for me to find. Look at this. This is the theme of this episode is me trying to look things up and not being able to find it in, yeah, the, yeah. in the span of your talking. I can tell uh, you that I think is a great experience for the listener. The power steering is a, a combination. There's a line, a, a, like a fluid line, and there's the power steering belts, which are the system that actually just like a pulley system, right, to reduce how how much turn you have to basically give or how much you know effort you have to give to actually turn those tires right um yeah. so uh it's a it's a Apparently combination they of switched the two. to a rack and pinion steering system with the next gen car so the old rack and pinion there, you know what that means uh this week's sponsor um, are uh, rack and pinion um oh rack and nice pinion. we got one it's Hell a yeah. it's a billiards joint i think you rack them we'll pin them Ooh, so that's good we should open that up. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. So uh, obviously, we talked about the three different winners. Anything else really to talk about besides the fact that every single driver that has either previously raced for or is going to race for RCR got eliminated from the Cup playoffs? Ooh, not a I, good look. I'm loving these races. The nothing's decided early. Everything's coming down to the wire. You got teams on pit road kicking ass. Some teams making mistakes. It's it's just been absolute chaos and. It's fun to watch as a fan, for sure. I'm yeah. so I'm so glad they upped the the what do they call it the crash clock, um for these teams because yeah, like absolutely. man it was a little short like yeah Bl- uh, Blaney getting by on the skin of his teeth before and you know some of these teams are, are getting ten minutes on pit lane I think is perfectly fine. The fact and then yeah. the the teams that are having issues obviously without getting into an accident like Bubba and uh, and Ty Gibbs last weekend 
you know, go behind the wall, spend, you know, however many laps you need to behind the wall, and then come back out and finish the race. It's every position matters. You have to get back out there and do that. There was a little bit of a controversy there where like the 45 and the 23 are Toyota teams and they came back out and I know the 45 passed uh, Kyle Busch and removed a point from him uh, to, to basically make it so he doesn't make the next round. But the 23 got within like four or five laps of, of passing him and then was like, oh, I think we have issues. We should bring it in. Um, you know, uh, the old Toyota team uh, communication yeah, some shenanigans going, there. going on there. Yeah, it was a little different though, because you know the twenty three is not racing for anything. Like, there's no there's no owners or drivers championship for for them. Um, but the forty five actually is racing for the owners' points. So like every point does matter to them, even though they were locked into the next round. Um, I'm loving you know, these Frankenstein still... cars that are coming back out too. It's get it back there, do whatever you can, get that thing out rolling, get those laps and get those points. It's it's been fun to see. I think I think the one ad and this is my Brian bends the rules this week I guess is uh, I I'm fine with the crash clock and I'm fine with the zombie cars coming back out but if you come back out and within like I don't know they need to set some kind of limit like 20 laps or something within those 20 laps if you cause a caution you're done yeah uh, you like, should be we out. can't we can't we can't let you come back yeah. and then affect the rest of the race right so like it, that's I think that's the only add-on that I would have, but I don't think that really happened um, that I can remember this uh, from the past three weekends. Um, so it's not it's not that frequent. It really just needs to be like, look, you have ten minutes, and if you're not going to get it done in ten minutes, just take it behind the wall. I know that happened to like Chase Elliott and Austin Dillon in this race. Like they they spent nine minutes working on it, and after nine minutes, looked at it, and we're like, we can't. It's just not it's not going to be ready. It's not going to be able to get out there and make speed, and so they gave up. So. They're 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 taking that responsibility on, I think, for the most part. So, yeah. Um, before we proceed to uh, talking a little bit about Formula One and other race series, uh, I'd like to do a quick section that I just came up with called "Put Them in the Wall," mm. uh, where intrigued. I'm going to talk about someone who put them in the wall, and I'm happy about it because oftentimes <laughs> during races. Well, you know, jokingly say, "Ugh, put them in the wall. Come on. Hoping that <laughs> a NASCAR driver crashes into another one and takes him out of the race. Well, today that happened. It was not deliberate, but Suarez came off a corner and was pretty loose, ended up crashing uh, and taking a few drivers out, one of which was Austin Dillon mm -hmm, yeah. uh, and got rid of his chances to get through to the next round. But Suarez continued through to the next round so congratulations Suarez you get to this week's put them in the wall award uh, they will be coming them. in the mail in six to eight weeks we got a little supply chain but they are in progress and they will yeah. be coming to a house oh. near you yeah supply chain jeez this episode brought to you by supply chain issues am I right boy <laughs> oh boy we gotta what was going on we started this podcast with no sponsors now we're up to three this is incredible we're up to three. Like, who's working the production truck in the back scenes here getting these sponsors oh, live during the podcast this is unreal at this rate my niece is gonna be a sponsor we're putting yeah. your niece through college at this rate yeah <laughs> this is all coming oh, from the boy. patreon that is just the lower half shot of us <laughs> uh so f1 raced at monza they were supposed to race at russia this weekend but uh Russia's still on their shit. Putin's and, on the uh, naughty list. They need list. to cut it out. So you know, I'm curious if uh, well, that there is a there were fighting between Azerbaijan and Armenia, but uh, that seems to have stopped. If that continues, then we won't see Baku in F1 next year, mm -hmm. uh, and also people will die, which 
neither of those things are things that we want. Mm-hmm. Speak for Meaning, yourself. I don't want people to die, and I do want Baku. Mm-hmm. Um, but they raced, F1 raced at Monza this past weekend, uh, Italy's home race. Uh, I guess Ferrari's home race in Italy's. Uh, so Alex Albon, a Williams driver, mm-hmm. uh, he got appendicitis, had to be put into the hospital, operated on. So he was not able to race during this race. Uh, and DeVries came in from Formula E, a formula, former Formula E champion. Uh, he came in and ended up placing, I think, it was either in 10th or in 8th place. It was 8th. Yeah. So his first race in the points, and just like that, he is above Latifi, yep. <laughs> uh, who is the other Williams driver, who is the worst driver, who and raced Latifi all announced season. is not racing with him next year. Yep. So now in a field of 20 drivers, 20 active drivers, Latifi is in 22nd place. Yikes. Which is really an achievement. That is incredible stuff. So uh, Latifi, if you're listening to this. Come on the me. podcast. Come on the podcast, invite us to your yacht. We can record it there. Yep. Uh, and we'll say nice things to you in person. You know, we just talk shit on the podcast. Mm-hmm. As um, you do. Max won. Charles Leclerc got second place. And George Russell got third. Uh, I'm sad to see George Russell on the podium and not Lewis Hamilton. I'm really curious yeah. if Lewis Hamilton will be able to bring it back. Yeah, I, I'd like to just, at this point, like, there's not much to, like, I'm not watching the F1 races, I'm just watching the recaps like I did a couple of years ago. Um, it just it hasn't been that exciting, there's no real drama for the championship or anything, so. The further we got in the season, now the real question is, can Max have more points than all of Ferrari? That's the championship to watch this year. <laughs> that's, that's a that's a good one, yeah. And if Ferrari keeps shooting themselves in the foot, then it's very possible. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a true comedy of errors. It's incredible watching Ferrari come up with clever ways to screw themselves over week after week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, for sure. And speaking of the championship kind of being boring, Max can la- lock up the championship in Singapore. Is that so? When is that? I don't know which race uh, is next, next weekend, I believe. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah. So in the he can in the next race win wow. the rest of the season. I actually had a Singapore Sling cocktail last night, so what timing? Ooh, Ooh. very nice, very appropriate. Well, two weeks spot. early, but yeah, sure. Very well done. Um, I'm proud all of right. you, baby G. Well, moving on to IndyCar. Uh, so after we recorded our last time, our last race, I was uh, our last podcast. I was thinking like. Huh, I wonder what's going on in the Portland racetrack when, you know, NASCAR's not here. Well, sure enough, that very weekend, IndyCar was visiting for the second to last race of the season. Uh, I got to go out. I already had uh, tickets to Atlanta United on Sunday. Um, so I actually just went on Saturday, which was not the race. But they did have, I think, the, the Indy... It wasn't the Indy Lights. It was the Indy Kart Series. And then the... Uh, I forget what the other... Um, it was Arca West, I guess, was what it was. Um, raced and so I got to see two races. Got to see the Indy uh, Indies and Indy Lights go out for practice and qualifying, um, which was pretty sweet. So uh, and I and I also had a paddock pass, so I was in there and uh, in in the garage. Um, I saw the guy that ended up winning the championship just about two weeks later. Will Power walked right by me and pointed at my shirt and goes, "Hey, I like that guy," because I had an old Blaney shirt on. Awesome. Uh, Hell yeah. They're 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 both Penske drivers for for what it's worth. So. Um, and then, yeah, Scott McLaughlin, I think, won that race. And then Alex Palou won the last race. But Will Power took home the title. 
Um, so. Whoa. Yeah. Scott McLaughlin. That reminds me of the person who sang in the uh, opener ceremony. Ooh, that's a, yeah. Wow, great segue. Great segue. Deep cut. Um, speaking of segues, uh, what about grassroots racing? Did one of us maybe go to a race and then not see all of the racing? I did. Hit up Slinger Speedway a number of weeks back with my dad. We went to championship night. Did not see a championship crown that evening. Um, <laughs> you know, we had a lot of qualifying. We had the heat races. We're, we're getting through the lower level um, main features. Got all the way up to the semi-main feature. We're about 40 laps in. There's there's a spin out in turn three. Everyone's looking to the right. Next thing you know, bang, huge loud crash. Look to the left by the start finish line. And we have a car up in the fence and everyone's kind of going, what the heck just happened? And, you know, putting pieces together from just kind of talking to people around us. They threw the caution, lights came on. Apparently the one driver did not see the yellow and he literally just ramped it, went into the yeah. back of a car, veered right, actually took out the spotter stand absolutely insane rack so we found out that you know next day everything came out the spotter went to the hospital a little bit of bumps and bruises sore ankle nothing too bad so ended up having to call the race for curfew so didn't get to see the championship um you know bummer for the fans but great that everyone's safe the next Mm -hmm. weekend they then tried to run it again um free admission for all fans got rained out so another weekend later um they actually ran it last weekend i I was out of town didn't didn't make it and they crowned a you know season-long champ this past weekend so glad that's everyone safe fun night at the track unfortunately we didn't see the 100 lap feature but you know that's the risk you take when you when you go see local racing sometimes things happen and and it you know gets gets postponed or whatever so overall fun night at the track with my dad Ever since, like, looking up that incident after you told us about it, just trying to see what happened, um, Twitter's been, the algorithm has been showing me a lot more videos of, like, these local short track, tra- uh, like, crashes, Ooh. and I swear there's been a couple of them that have, wasn't, it was the flag stand, not the spotter stand, right? Oh, yes, my bad, flag stand, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, but there's been a couple where, like, coming to the line, like, cars are slamming each other into the wall, and then one of them gets pushed up into the, like, over the wall, and have like come close to taking out the flag stand and i'm like how does this keep happening like like i i get that these are short tracks but like right around the flag stand you need to have like really 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 good protection like that needs to be the one spot where you can't come through the fence um nascar does it like nascar has like the big posts there i'm sure you'll see it next time you're at the track but like they had those big posts there so kind of like at a gas station right like if you take the corner a little bit too early trying to get into the gas pump, like you, your car's gonna get fucked up. You're not gonna. You're take hitting a metal pole. Pump. You're not hitting a gas. Yeah, pump. yeah. So like that's that's what they basically put in that place. And so like these short tracks, it, it's I I get like they don't make a lot of money and the expenditures for safety. Like I, they don't want to extend uh, catch fences or anything. I get that, but just for the flag man, I mean, come on, that seems like an easy solution. So, yeah, there's yeah. got to be take a step back and look at what we're doing here and that guy yeah some of these tracks it's like man they're gonna get seriously hurt if they don't yeah i'd be i'd be a little bit of money into it yeah if you go back to slinger it would be interesting if you could take a picture and see how they ended up fixing the flag stand because i bet they put something in place oh yeah yeah it was basically just like a wood a wood flag stand. oh yeah it wasn't like they, really metal you been. guys were out there yeah, for yeah. srx and you saw it there's yeah mm-hmm. they got to do something I, and I, I assume they will I remember a ton of years ago, uh, there was like, 
it was it must have been back in like 2010 or 2011 or something crazy but like there was a flag stand again just one of those little old wood ones and this i might have been actually at lanier and that might have been why i saw it because it was so long ago that's where i lived near but like the flag stand fell on the track during a race and the flagman like fell and like like obviously like jumped out of it and the cars are trying to like avoid the flag stand and he's like right there and it was so lucky he didn't get hit yeah drilled it's just like come on y'all that's that is like the one other person that's like part of this event can you keep him just as safe as you want to keep the drivers like it's not that hard um yeah just dumb just dumb stuff Hmm. anyway all right well that's where uh, where are we going this week where are we going where are we racing us to the end what's uh well nascar doesn't want to tell us i don't know if you noticed this but a lot of their uh their their kind of media at least that i've seen on the tweets and stuff just tells you the date and time of the race but doesn't say where (laughs) and i think it's because they are ashamed that we're going back to texas we've got a we've got a snooze fest on our hands this week boys yeah Uh, although just just because of how crazy this is i'm gonna go out on limb and say this is gonna be a crazy race anyway i just i hope so i I hope the drivers just absolutely put on a shell you, you can't have another texas snooze fest at 330 for xfinity on saturday and 330 on sunday you're, you're competing nice. with college football so i mean i've got a two tv setup i'll likely have football on one racing on the other but man it's these texas races have not been delivering yeah no not at all uh how many uh how many laps do we oh, have in yeah. our stages there new guy you're totally right these advertisements i i looked something up and i found it this is yeah. Every time it's just news. say the time, they don't say the place. That's amazing. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, it's um, really funny. So we've got 105 laps, and then another 105 for first and second stages. And then let me see if my math is correct. Oh yeah, it is. 114 laps to uh, take us all the way to the end. An interesting lap structure here from nascar i need Trying to, to make it interesting at the boringest race around i need to correct you because it's actually 124 laps on the last stage math does not check out unfortunately <laughs> hold on, hold on. this, oh, this no. podcast is brought to you by math we've got a, a, by a math. four sponsor uh, math. i'm gonna go back to basic math no math you good at it we need your niece on the podcast no, to do your math I'm for not. you she would probably do a better job <laughs> she was um so apologies to the fans for me being bad at math. Uh, Baby G, you've been to Texas Motor Speedway. What did you think about it when you went there? We did not go for a race, but we were in the area, and it was one of those things where, hey, there's a racetrack here. Hey, they have a tour. It's you know pretty cheap. It mm-hmm. was like ten bucks or something to get out there and see it. So you, you got to do the whole. You get in the garages. They drive you around the track in a van. You walk around. You get your picture in victory lane. We also picked up three hats for the price of a dollar and i still wear my hat to this day i believe it's a 2004 samsung mobile if i'm remembering Ooh, right whoa. so we got some sweet hats out of it as well and overall it's just a fun you know two hours at the track all my family yeah, and we great. just went down there it was pretty pretty sweet nice very nice 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 yeah i i think i went there when i was a kid um and i drove past it back in december when i was you know doing my tours to the u.s and stuff so I've been been there, but not been there uh, for a race that I can remember anyway. So it's, it's on the it's on the bucket list. We'll get there at some point. Let's uh let's jump into some picks. Who you guys got this weekend? Ugh. Um. 
I don't even know. It's Texas. Who cares? <laughs> I'm going with Denny Hamlin. The Hambone's going to get it done this week. I can see that. Is that, is that his nickname, the Hambone? Did I just make that up? Yeah, I like it. I think it. New Guy calls him that. Uh, I don't know that that's actually his nickname. I think New Guy uh, it, is, it, it is. It is now. Pretty let's sure go, fans. Let's start <laughs> pumping out Hambone. Bring, bring those hey. signs to the track. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think Hambone is a reasonable choice here. You know, Blaney won the old uh, All-Star Race here, so I'm going to go with my boy, Blaney. Yeah, you didn't learn from your uh, your apology at the very beginning? Of I'm this? not betting on him. I'm okay. just hoping he'll win. Okay. I'm actually okay. betting against Hamlin, or not Hamlin, Blaney for the rest of the season. Seems like a uh, good, good way to hedge. Choice. I'll take that as you trying to help help him win. Yeah, I I feel like uh, very nice. Blaney Blaney was like if you if neither of you said that I was gonna be like y'all are dumb. Uh, he won the All Star race, um, but also yeah, Hamlin finished second. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, big old boy Ross Chastain getting back on top. Um, it would be really great to see Ross and Denny battling it out at the end with uh, Blaney in third and just see what happens. Them wreck you know? each other out. Blaney slides to the That's win. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, Hell that's yeah. got to happen. It's got to happen. So, uh, you know, Would let's put be? put it out there in the universe. Um, the other the other ones to watch out for are just the Toyotas in general. They run really well here, but the, they're also like not doing a great job attrition wise. Um, so, you know, uh, who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Um, B boy, do you want to take us into everyone's favorite section? Our favorite segment for sure, yeah, where we've got a little bit of rapid fire. Mm. Thank you, B-Boy. Very good. Very good. Um, I'd be happy to start us off this uh, week, unless anyone has a particular desire. No, go for Let it. it I actually don't even have mine up, so. Um, so just give me some wild speculation here. How many winners do you think we're going to see next year? How many different winners? We've got... How many do we have this year? 19. 18? 19 different winners. How many do you think we're going to see next year? And then how many do you think we're going to see three years from now? I think next year is going to be relatively similar. I, you've got all the shakeup with the teams that we talked about earlier in the episode. I, I'm i going to go 18, 18 winners next season. Okay. Yeah, three I years from now, I think it's going to trickle down a little bit because they're going to get used to this next-gen car. I think in three years, you're probably looking 15 to 16, something like that. Yeah, I don't see a dramatic drop off uh, from one year to the next year. I I I don't think it's going to be quite that high. I, I think I'm going to say like 15, um, but like definitely it's not going to regress down to like below 10. Um, it's going to be pretty high. This is like this is this this many winners has only happened a couple times in the sport, and generally it's followed up by a year that's very close in number to it. So I, I expect we'll see the same. I also expect us though to continue to make like a lot of big swings and changes to the. The next-gen car, obviously, they've made some good safety changes after Kevin Harvick bitched them out about it. Um, and I, I expect them to make a couple more changes during this offseason. I expect them to try and fix the short track problem where the, the cars just have too much grip on the short tracks. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious what we'll get next year, but I think we'll, we'll still see a lot of different winners. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I am just now bringing up last year's number of winners so there were one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen different winners last year yeah whoa totally different car uh 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of what I'm saying is that last year's... Oh, I was looking it up because last year's car was one that they were very familiar with over the long term. Not um, really. That was only the second year. Remember, they dropped the horsepower for two years. Oh, yeah. You're totally so, right. Okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. I think, like, they dropped uh, the horsepower in the first year. It didn't really take very well. So, I think there were only, like, 11 winners that year. But then, yeah, last year, there were a lot of winners. I mean, we were similar to this year where it was, like, the first six weeks, there was no repeat winners or something. Um so, uh, yeah. Uh, but I guess then I'm going to guess it's going to be similar to last year. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll see probably around 15 or 16 I can wins. See that. Yeah. Three years from now, maybe like 10 different winners as teams begin to dial it in. Although I would love to be proven wrong. Uh, Same. Yeah. I think the I mean, the talent diversity and, and especially where the talent is right now is really interesting. Um, the the fact that we have so many young drivers coming up um, and, yeah. and winning races, uh, like, uh, did you know that Denny Hamlin is the only driver I think that's older than thirty two in the playoffs wow. still? Um, wow! So like, it's a lot of young drivers. What that means is there's a lot of guys that might have the car to win, but not the the not the experience. So you yeah. know, you see a lot of Reddick and Chase Elliott type situations where. You you're, you're running, you're winning, and then you give it up in the last couple laps, right? So, um, yeah. it, it it leads to a lot of disparity when it comes to different winners. So I'm gonna fire on you guys rapidly here. What do you think is the sleeper for the best remaining race of the playoffs? Um, Let's see. Uh, so we've got Texas, Talladega, Roval, Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville, Phoenix. Ooh. Wow, I could be a total dissident here and say texas i think roval is a really good choice um yeah i'd say either roval or homestead i think homestead's gonna be great i think sleepers it's either gonna be roval or martinsville the problem like the problem is that martinsville when we were there in the spring was kind of a snore fest because again there was just too much grip these cars have way too much grip and Martinsville, you really need tire fall off to be good, and these tires weren't falling off because of how much grip that they had. So, like, that's that's my only reason. But Martinsville is a it's a short track. They you know if, if a guy track, needs to move a guy, the final move a race guy. in the round of eight. Yeah, I could see. It's fair. It's fair. Could be really good. Getting spicy, nice yeah. and spicy, depending I, on who gets through. I'm really excited for Homestead. Like now, now that I've mentioned it, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I'm I've always been a proponent of uh, like Homestead just needed the right car to be racing at it it's a perfect track it's a really good track and that i think like with these cars we might see a really really good homestead to the point where fans are gonna be clamoring for two homestead dates so ooh, well i'd support that yeah if it's good yeah we'll see oh it's my rapid fire oh geez yeah. oh geez oh geez oh geez um what are y'all's take on trying to run multiple series at the same track versus running them at completely different tracks like does it does it deter you from like trying to go to a cup race if there's no xfinity or, or truck or like is that almost like a benefit to, to kind of like spreading out and giving uh certain regions more weekends to look forward to for nascar scheduling i personally like the uh, same tracks it, especially if you're going to try to see a race when, when we went to daytona this year it was obviously daytona they're going to run all three series opening mm-hmm. opening weekend for the cups but oh not opening weekend but just typical daytona weekend but i personally mm-hmm. just selfishly if i'm going to go to a race i want to see two or three you can get into the you know cup and cup for you know 
pretty high price, but the Xfinity and trucks are relatively cheaper. So just from a selfish standpoint, if I'm going to go somewhere, I kind of want to see two or three. I got you. I think for me, it's sometimes hard to find people who want to go to multiple races in a weekend. So Mm -hmm. having them spread out and having more options of places to go. I think there are advantages to that, but I mean, I do agree with Baby G that selfishly, it's freaking cool and you can go see multiple races in one weekend. I was really hoping to go see the uh, IndyCar, IndyCar Xfinity NASCAR triple header over the Saturday and Sunday where they were at the Indy Road Course. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool as hell, but only went for the Sunday. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it yeah. is tough. Um, it is definitely tough to get people to go to multiple races, but yeah, I. I think for me, it's like if they are going to do multiple races at the same track of, of, across a different series, um, I want them to do double headers in the same day. Like I, I prefer mm. that over like a Saturday's got the truck race and Sunday's got the other race. Because like especially if I'm coming from out of town, I kind of want to spend a day to see the town, see the city, see the area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, like, I really prefer if all my racing can kind of get knocked out in one day. Or even, like, with Cup and Xfinity and Truck, when they come for certain weekends, if they were coming on completely different weekends, just pair with other motorsports. Like you yeah, mentioned, get something else in there. if in- IndyCar is going to come to Portland, why doesn't fucking Xfinity come to Portland the same weekend? That was just, like, two weeks ago. Why doesn't they move the Portland date to be the same weekend? That would be really dope, and and you know it would, could replace what they had for the Arca West there for. And then when it comes to like Arca and some of these other series, have them go to the racetracks too during a Cup weekend, and and just be a double header where you just get to see two completely different types of cars. Like people just like that value, I think. Um, over over you know spending the whole weekend. I mean Daytona is interesting, and Daytona's uh, always going to be this way, but like. You go in, and you're going to go for five days, and it's okay to go to the track three days in a row. Like, that makes sense. But every other weekend or every other racetrack, I don't feel like needs to do that or should be doing that. So, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Um, if I may fire away, I have do another it. question, which I think is the point of this section, <laughs> which is how do you think that NASCAR is going to introduce? an electric racing series because i think that they're definitely going to at least some point within the next like decade how do you think they're going to do it do you think that they're going to make another racing series that is like comparable to one of the lower racing series or is it going to just sort of be exhibition or are they going to replace one of the lower series what what do you guys think i think i see them far go ahead b-boy go ahead okay i was gonna say i think it's far enough out that the only thing you could do really in the short term to to pique someone's interest is one you have to pair it with like the cup race uh and and have it like race the same day but i think what you got to do is you've got to incentivize the teams to actually do it and then it's got to kind of be like the garage 56 thing that's going on with with uh you know the hendrick is entering the car in the the what is it the the lamar races i guess i i actually don't remember what they're racing in um like with, with IMSA or something. Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, no, just Lamar. Just Lamar. Oh, okay, gotcha. W-E-C so, yeah, so they basically have to do something like that where they're incentivizing these teams to try and, and uh, push the limits of electric technology and then also get the manufacturers involved. And they have to get more manufacturers involved than just the three that we have right now. So there's a couple dominoes that I think need to fall for that to actually come in. I would I I think if Xfinity is going to change um, with any of the rumors that I've seen, I think like the SUV series makes the most sense, um, and that could be what? the one that we see. 
That well, would like, be insane. It's not like SUVs. It's more like nuts. the hatchbacks, almost almost like you see for like Rallycross. It's like sure. I want to see Ford Explorers <laughs> out on the track against I Cadillacs. Two thousand two rusted Ford Explorers racing out on the track. Yeah. Uh, well, I can see them I doing see the school bus races. Yes, absolutely. On the Xfinity schedule, we talked earlier that they've got the eight road courses. What do you think about them just dropping in? eight electric courses as well and then you've got 16 regular is that something they would maybe look at or do you think it needs to be more high profile I'm, i don't know because then you have to maintain two different cars and they yeah drive that's too much that's yeah you think so it's I, well and the small also, teams just wouldn't come to those races so that's why like it uh, needs to be its own separate thing and you have to incentivize the teams and the manufacturers and even then the manufacturer is probably only going to have, like, a Chevy would probably only pair with Hendrick. It'd be like, you all want to do the electric car? Cool. You go after it. We'll fund it. NASCAR's sure. going to fund it a bit, too. And then, you know, they're only going to race it, like, four to six weekends out of the whole year. Right? I would, um, I would imagine that they're going to start off doing it, like, at the Coliseum in L.A. Cool. Cool. I could see them doing it there. That would kick ass. I could do it as like support races at short tracks because I think that that's the place where electric cars would their battery would last long enough uh, for it to make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah and like can't... I think that one of the selling points of it to win over like fans who are going to be upset that they aren't loud engines is that you'll hear just like shitloads of tire squealing, which <laughs> will be fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a hard sell, I think, for people to... I know that, like, F1 fans are really upset about the engine sound changing, and mm-hmm. electric engines, unsurprisingly, electric motors do not sound anything like internal combustion. So it's going nope. to be a hard sell for the fans, but I think that if you can have good short track racing where you really show off the fact that, like, these cars have insane amounts of torque and they mm-hmm. are really hard to drive yep. as quickly as they can... I think that they could get some buy-in from fans. Well, and you know, I it's going to be a challenging thing to to win fans over on electric cars. But yeah. I think that like especially as, you know, states like California start to mandate that you can't sell internal combustion past 2035, like mm-hmm. economic pressures are going to lead to manufacturers wanting to advertise their cars through this series. Yeah. Well, no. I think it's going to happen. You just reminded me of something, which is that uh, uh, California Motor Speedway or Auto Club Speedway, uh, they did announce that next year is going to be the last race at the the full length that they have right now, and then they'll make it into a short track. So that oh, could be potentially where they go and do that. That isn't the Coliseum, but oh, you know, yeah. could could be where they go and do something like that because they're going to go there for the NASCAR Cup race anyway, right? So. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, I totally agree. I mean, doing it in those states where electric cars are going to be the only thing that are going to get sold, because it's all up and down the West Coast, by the way. It's not just uh, California, but, um, you know, I think that that makes the most sense. Uh, and totally agree that, like, the short tracks or even mile speedways are, are a mile and below are the only ones that will really make sense. To go to road courses, I honestly, would just be boring. <laughs> um, so... I don't know. I can see it at road courses. You just can't. You can't run that many laps, you know? And, and like, yeah. part of a road course's charm is the fact that you're running strategy the whole time. And you really can't do that that much with electric cars. So, 
I think I like know. just. I mean, it's like it's different racing because I know that in Formula E, your racing style is affected by how much you're trying to recharge versus like Fair. break by recharging versus breaking by using the brake pads. But nobody so there is some strategy there in terms n- of nobody at the racetrack racing. knows that. Like you can't, you have to sit yeah. there and watch a TV Formula or something e to know needs that. Needs to do a better, yeah. You need to do a better job of showing that off, but. Um, I don't know. I mean, when you're at the racetrack, it's also sort of hard to follow like everything that's going on without mm-hmm. a TV. I assume. I yeah, that's true. Um, especially road courses. This was like that. That Portland experience was my first like actually at a road course for for uh, like a race race. And uh, even though I think I had like literally the best seats in the entire place because I could see all of the back corner, um, all the turns on the backside and the front straightaway, it was it was really good. But um yeah uh I, I i could see them actually racing those like suv type cars like like what they did with the mustang right the mustang became like a hatchback because that's the size you need to be able to put enough batteries in it mm, versus yeah. like the tesla model y and just that size of of of, yeah. of kind of electric car i, I could see them cool. doing that yeah um anyway that was a log rapid fire someone else let's go rapidly so- let me hit this one pretty quick for you. This should be a, a good softball for you guys. If, if Ryan Blaney wins the l- last race of the season, it's his only win outside of the All-Star, and somehow wins the championship, would this be the greatest season in NASCAR history? Uh, let me raise you on that for and me? tell you that Ooh. Ryan Blaney's not going to win a race the whole year except for the All-Star race, and he's still going to win the championship. Whoa. Yep. He's, he's going to finish. beating heart. I yeah, actually, I actually really awesome. believe that this year is going to be the first year where the championship winner doesn't win the, at Phoenix. Like I just, I it's just too much. It's so hard for those four drivers to be the best four at that race. I just don't yeah. think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think I can see that. It's all going to be about consistency. Right on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right on. Yeah. Uh, oh, now crazy. let me raise you something else. Blaney doesn't win. This This is still my... I'm just adding to this answer here. Blaney doesn't win, but he wins the driver's championship. Bubba does win the race and wins the owner's championship for the 45. My head just exploded. I love it. I love it. I can't handle it. That'd be insane. Um, That's what I want. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Just chaos to rain. What a dream. Um, all right, hit us with the rapid fire, big boy. I got gotcha. you. Big daddy. We were at Bristol. One of my favorite things about Bristol is the drivers get to come out to their own individually picked songs. What is your walkout song at Bristol? Um, I'm just hit me with turn, turn down for what? Let's get that crowd fired up and let's get like them raging and ready yeah. to go. That's a good yeah. one. Little John performing live. Be... We're not we're not cheaping out on this. Shots. And I would do like two or three shots as I walk out, and then not be allowed to. What are you drinking shots of? Malort, <laughs> uh, another sponsor this week. That's five for you yeah. listeners at home. Yeah. Five sponsors. Wow. Let's go. Oh, finally got that Malort sponsor. That's the dream. That's the dream for sure. Yeah, mm. nice. I, I like those. They're they're very. I I, I originally was gonna say something like like uh misery business by paramore or something just just a song that i really like but i think in terms of trying to like uh turn the crowd up i like like welcome home uh by Co- coheed and cambria would be a good one or uh dreams and nightmares by meek mill i think those would be those would be my choices i like it i like it all right so all right. everybody's new 
Everybody's favorite part of the podcast, new guy with three dull standings. Oh, hell yeah. All right, well, you know, since we're in the throes of the playoffs, I'm just going to throw the top eight at you here, if that's all right. Hit me with those top eight. All right, in first place, we've got uh, Chase Elliott with 300 and – or sorry, 3,040 points. How about we how got about we Joey just, Lugano. How about we just read it mm-hmm. about like how above oh, the cut line they are? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my apologies. Brian, you're so right right now. Okay. I know. Chase Elliott, 31 points above the cut line. Joey Lugano in second, 16 points above the cut line. Then we have Ross Chastain in third, 11 points above. Then Kyle Larson in fourth, 10 points. William Byron with six points in fifth place. Denny Hamlin in sixth place with four points, as does Christopher Bell and Ryan Blaney have four points. Very well worded by me. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell all tied for last place, four points above the cut line. It's getting close, and my boy needs to stop finishing races early. He needs to stay in the race. Yeah, definitely. Ryan, I know you're listening Stay in the race next time, buddy. Exactly. And those those four drivers that are currently out with obviously three races to go are Chase Briscoe, four points out, Bowman and Suarez, six points out, and uh, Sindrick, seven points out. So they're, I mean, they're right there. Like that's that's one stage finish. Like you finish first yeah. and the stage has Boy. ten points, you're you're in, right? So like who it, who in that bottom four do you think is most likely to win a race mm, of these of these of these three coming up? So we've got. Uh, Texas, Talladega, and the Roval. Of those four, who do you think is most likely to win one of those? Um, I think Suarez at the Roval. Yeah, I think Suarez at the Roval. That's what I was going to say as well. Um, I could also see Sindrick at Talladega. Um, Bowman and Briscoe, I just don't don't think so. They don't have it. Yeah. Uh, Although the... The Hendrick cars in the first round, I mean, everyone else looked stronger than Chase. Chase would, like, kind of slowly creep up in a race, but he doesn't look dominant at all. Um, everyone else looks much better than, than he has. So, um, you know, I could interesting. see Bowman at Texas only because that would be just so completely boring. That's a very Bowman-type type win. Take that, Bowman. Um, you know, Bowman's the only one that doesn't have a contract after next year with Hendrick because, like, Larson Whoa. just signed his extension as well. So, like, I think everyone else is locked up through 2025 or 2026 except for Bowman. Huh. So. All right. Yeah. So he's got to prove himself. Got to get up in there. Strap those belts tight. Strap those belts tight and get up in there, Bowman. And with killers. that, that brings us to the end of the Big One podcast. Follow us at on Twitter at PodcastBigOne or send us emails at PodcastBigOne at gmail.com. I've been B-Boy. I've been New Guy. Baby G has also been here. Prove it. Bye. <laughs> Prove Bye. it. Bye. Prove it. Welcome to the Big One Podcast. We have signed an official sponsor for the first time. Why don't you tell them about it? This is our official um, uh, flavor-filled snack sponsor. It was previously... Well, we were pushing really hard for Oreos. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But then I realized that I'm not that nuts about sweet things, and Brian told me that he's not a dessert guy, so we went for combos I'm also instead. not into nuts. That's not what I've heard. 